Many strange things happen around here. There is a tale. It was a night like tonight, many years ago. There is a legend. If you say his name above a whisper, he'll get you. So, James is covered in yeast currently. It's very sour. Oh, oh, he's covered in sour yeast. What a beautiful start to... I want to be a little bit quieter in this state of filth. I honestly don't know if that state of filth was picked up. It was... So quiet, James. Well, I wouldn't want to say it much louder in case the filthy sadists come out of the woods to attack us. <laughs> I wouldn't dare shout it as loud as I could. Sadist filth. Uh, so there's a mini correction, James. Well, sort of, to the last episode because we got some oh, feedback yeah. to tell us that the mayor was in the film. Was he, though? <laughs> well, yeah. Did you watch the... Vi- I sent you the link of all the clips. And it was yeah. clearly filmed completely separately. Yeah. Well, all, all, all the clips you sent me matched. They all matched themselves. Essentially, the mayor is in Maniac Cop, but in the Japanese version. I assume it's probably on DVDs in the special edition version, but there were f- scenes filmed later on to be added in for Japanese TV so that it could meet the time constraints of being on television. Ridiculous. Yeah. And they were filled with extra exposition that you really didn't need because that film was filled with exposition. But it had a couple of other bits about them mentioning, was it Connolly? Matt. Do you know what? Cornell. Matt Cornell. Cornell. There you go. Wow. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) How memorable is Maniac (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was a whole... Well, I guess a month ago, dear listener. <laughs> yes, for the listeners it was, yes. <laughs> Speaking of memorable listening. and listening, <laughs> this is a, a 1982 film, James, oh. called Madman. Which did cause a bit of confusion yesterday when you were messaging me. I thought you were being funny, but I now see that you literally thought I was talking about Mad Men. Even though I sent you a picture of me yeah. watching the film Madman. I was like, huh. I wonder what he's making notes on. What are you watching? Thinking it might be something for failure to communicate. And you're like, madman. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, didn't really get into it. it took me a while. I, might give it I, even repl- I even replied with like, ha ha, because I thought you were being a fucking comedian. <laughs> no, <laughs> I really thought you were talking about madmen because I have no idea what film we do each week. Even if I recommend it. Two hours before we recorded this, James texted me saying, uh, what film are we doing again? Because <laughs> I need to make sure I still have Shudder. Shout out to Shudder. Shudder, which I kept calling Shutter in the last episode. God damn it. That's why I, I struggle to find it. I don't speak right, mate. I don't speak right. I know you're all kinds of broken, bro. Speaking of all kinds of broken and madmen, James, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest right off the bat, James. This film has some of the worst acting, some of the worst ADRing I've ever heard, some of the most awful condensed sound effects I've ever heard. Yep. Poor script at points, some bizarre moments. Some very strange choreographed acting. Yeah, but chuck them all together and what you may have made in this concoction of awful might be a masterpiece. (laughs) 
I had so much fun. I fucking loved it. I loved it. It was so much fun. It was great. It was, yeah. I text, I text um, Phil about it. I was like, have you seen it? And he's like, I remember it being boring. And I'm like, I think I love this film. <laughs> I was going to say it starts off slow. It doesn't really start off that slow. I think it keeps the pace the whole way through. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. By the way, did you see there was a, a, a low budget documentary made for its 30 year anniversary? Yeah, because annoying that that is on Amazon Prime for free. And it comes up when you search for this first before mm-hmm. Mad Man which is on Shudder, which we have paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched a little bit of that. How was it? It was all right. They interviewed like uh, most of like the cast and crew. And then they also interviewed like some like super fans. Yeah. Just like some dude just like going to some dude's basement. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like, exactly how you'd expect. Because like the director of this, I looked him up. Pretty much everyone in this film, uh, minus one massive like person well not really massive but like they've done other things that are quite big have done nothing including the director this is like his only thing and i feel like we've been robbed in a way because yeah. there's some fucking great like he's got a great style like there's some really good attention to detail as well yeah like crazy good stuff and like i said it, it's, it's shit like no offense to it it's shit but the the guy who directed it did such a good job <laughs> Of the shit, yeah. <laughs> that like it's legit a good film. So yeah, so the, in the documentary they they talked about the director and they were like he was just he was intense, he was intense on set. Like generally he was really cool and chit chat, but like on set during all the all the meal times and stuff, he just sat there and he went through all the lines in the script. He made sure that every point was right. And I was like, you can tell this guy's attention to detail. They just they decided to shoot a horror film mm-hmm. because horror was getting big. But in, in 1980, and they were like, fuck it, we don't need actors. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take whoever we can get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got one actor that, when she first appeared on screen, I was like, fuck, I know her from somewhere. Like, where do I know her from? And then, like, when the whole first scene was over, and then there was a, she was in the cabin in the next scene, and there was a close-up of her face, I was like, that's the woman from Dawn of the Dead. And then I had to look it up and was like, oh my God, it is that, her, but she has a different Betsy? name. Bessie, yeah, she's Fran. Yeah. She's the main woman in Dawn of the Dead. I, I couldn't believe, I texted my brother being like, mate, fucking Fran is in another film. And, and he was just like, I, and then he started telling me about Madman because he's seen it, yeah. but he didn't realise it was her either. No way. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a, a good eye you've got. I guess the first thing to mention, because it's sort of the first thing we hear is the jaunty music. We, yes. we've got another film where somebody working on it was like really wanted to have their songs was it one last house on them left where the yep. songs were like specific to that film <laughs> and he's killing her right now with that knife jab it in the eye so i have striking keys followed by strangely over the top synth Sounds like a Credits. video game, like a fucking yeah. Sega Genesis video game at points. Yeah, and like the credits are really weird as well because it's got some long opening and closing credits for, mm. I can only assume, quite a small cast and crew. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the cast was also the crew, which I know yeah. one of them was because the one that played Ellie was the casting director that makes so much sense and she had to oh wait the the actress that played her dropped out so she had to pick up to be ellie in the last minute she is the one that that has the small teeth she's got like no offense to this poor lady her eyes are a bit too far apart 
and does in the film teeth? maybe but she's the one who does the indiana jones in the temple of the crystal skull or whatever fucking move later on that is so out of left field it would never work well she falls out of a car spoilers for later on remember in indiana jones and the uh, crystal skull when he's in a, a nuclear testing site james what does he do, do to survive the nuclear bomb oh fucking hell yep plans in the <laughs> fridge yep yeah, it was, a, it was a bold move. If you're the killer, you're going to walk in the kitchen and be like, why are the shelves of the fridge on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was she was atrocious. I didn't get her name the whole way through until the end, I think. So I've I didn't get any of her as... names until like near the end, except for Betsy, who I swear at one point Ellie was calling Melanie or something. <laughs> she was calling her the wrong name, I swear <laughs> to God, but I might be I wrong. I changed the name halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I call, I just wrote her down as small teeth because it was the only thing I could like tell about her. It looked like she had a milk teeth the whole way through. <laughs> she had a milk teeth. Yeah, so it's got those like it's just got like a a mat over the over uh, like a mask over the scrolling credits, and it's quite bad. It looks like credits you'd expect from the sixties. Yeah, it kind of looks like a BBC TV show, like End Card. I was thinking from the like, 60s. like an like an early Hammer. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And of course, the quality of Hammer and the storytelling of Hammer carries through with this. So we arrive on a mostly adult children's camp <laughs> with people. I don't. I feel like this isn't the first time where we've done a film where you can't tell the difference between the children and the adults that are looking after the children. Yeah, but that's mostly because there were so few children. There was like... A small boy and a small girl. Around the, yeah, around the campfire, like you saw a bunch of like late teens, I guess, and then like one eight-year-old girl, a couple of teenagers. Or maybe they're all like like eight to ten-year-old girls or something. And then like well, it did say some they were thirteen to fifteen-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah. and like what weird fucking camp is this? Yeah. And then yeah, and then like six counselors. <laughs> But yeah, it was for gifted children. It was a camp for gifted... And I'm like, like X-Men? <laughs> I mean, you don't see them that often. There's one that you see a lot, that you see Richie a lot, but Richie doesn't look that distinguishable from... And yes, this is his name, TP. They TP. almost look like they're the same person, same age, same fucking everything, yet one of them's a child, apparently. And one of them's spaffing in the hot tub. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's the one that... he. I'm sorry, I had to write down. When the guy was just like, oh, he killed his whole family and then they never found the bodies. And then Ricky's like, oh, come on. They never found, their bodies were never found. That couldn't happen. And I'm like, mate, I've got some news for you. People go missing and you like, you never see (laughs) them ever again. (laughs) Like, have you heard of Madeline McCann? Fucking, uh, oh God, I've forgotten that. Jimmy Hoffa. Like, people just completely disappear Uh off the face of the planet. Like, Although yep. we do see them again, which was a nice attention to detail. And also very easy to find. Yeah, I know, right? They I guess they didn't check the house. Also, <laughs> Madman Marv is obviously a thing. So why would they build a fucking children's camp next to his farmhouse where he clearly still I lives? Know, okay, so yeah, so we're, we're, we start with like a, like a ballad being sung about... What did you uh, think about... The guy singing about their deaths and it's showing clips from... What did you think Later about that? Later on in the film? Yeah. I thought, that's strange. I wrote down, fuck me, is this a musical? I, I was just like, <laughs> are these going to be original shots or shots that they haven't, that they're not going to use later? 
because if not it's very strange that they're showing like foreshadowing of of things that are happening in this location later <laughs> so like when the hand that like, clasps around the the tree i was like oh that's probably the tree behind them they'll be walking through in a second and trying to jump out of them so i found that odd they're doing like flash forwards it's sort of speaking of flashes it sort of stops later on in the film the uh grade on this film is pretty good but i don't know if it was on purpose but sometimes almost quite a lot earlier on in the film whenever there's a cut there's like a flash frame of red yeah and i, I don't, don't know if that's intentional you don't think it's on purpose no. There's also at least it was either if they had a second camera, it was either on a second camera or around a time of shooting or that stock of film that was a little bit fucked. But there's a bunch of shots that it looks like they didn't check the gate. So there's like lines down them. I was going to ask you about that. How the fuck does that happen to the film? Unless it's on the lens. No, so what it is, it's, it's like in the sensor. Like, well, well, sorry, obviously you don't have a sensor. But you have the gate that go that um that is the glass that then passes through to the film. Yeah. So after you film on like using Soloid, you're like, okay, cut, check the gate. And if the gate is clear, then it's fine. You use that take if you're happy with that take. If not, you clean the gate, you go again. Okay, yeah, because there was like three lines down some of the scenes. <laughs> yeah, that's my assumption. Otherwise, they only had like one bit of film and maybe they like ran it through something. <laughs> It's and crazy just, like, because carved lines down it. They the guys seem pretty competent. Like I'm honestly shocked he didn't make any other films after this. What about did the DOP do anything? Because like uh, maybe it it did look really nice. It looked really nice for they cheap... shot the whole thing at night. Yeah, I, it's so cheap as well. Like they didn't even get actors, and everyone they got is legit awful. Yeah, it looks brilliant, and some of the set design of like up Man Man Marv's basement is like it looks great. <laughs> Like yeah. the composition of some of the shots and like people being hidden backgrounds and all that kind of shit. It's fucking phenomenal. For... And they've also, James, we, we sat down to watch a slasher film. Like, no, like if somebody gets killed in a slasher film in a boring way, i.e. being hung, I'm always disappointed. Like when it happened in the Christmas one we did, Silent Night, Deadly Night, where he hung that guy. Mm. It was like so boring. You're like, oh, but they made the hanging in this. They like, made it tense. really good. They, they, they made dragged it, really it out good. over like two, three minutes. The, the shot of him being like dragged along the floor and all that kind of shit, and then hanging yeah. onto the tree and like all of that shit was like they made that actually good. Well, the I, music's like they're gonna hang him from his neck. <laughs> so yeah, so we, yes, we, we we got camp stories. They're talking. Mm-hmm. We find out there's um, there's apparently Max, who's the owner of the camp. He was going on about like this this ghost story of this guy who got used to get really hammered and he was an arsehole and he beat up his wife and then one day he came home and he asked his wife a question in bed so <laughs> they like show this guy stalking the halls and axing um, the, the woman in bed and then going over to the son's room and axing the son and then this is you know what this made this deserves an extra 0.5 uh, just for this there is a little girl in the bed and they show the axe burying into the back of her skull. And no, right? <laughs> no one does that. I couldn't call, believe it when I saw that, man. Call you want- me aggressive, but I just get sad when they go to kill children 
in films and they shy away from like caning the skull with something. I mean, this film's not, I mean, it is violent. Like, it's undeniably violent, but it's not as bad as some of the films we've seen. No, because it's surrounded by campy acting. Yeah. This film passed uncut and was not a video nasty and was mistaken for a video nasty <laughs> in the 80s. I read about it afterwards. It got seized by police, but it wasn't actually on the list of video nasties. And it was wow. released uncut in the 80s. I'm surprised. They killed a yeah. child in, like, but There's the a child getting an axe to their <laughs> in head. the first five minutes of this film. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Daddy. <laughs> And then it goes on to say, like, and his name was Mad Max. Not Mad Max. Mad Man. Oh. But you can't shout it because he will come anywhere, wherever you are in the woods, and fucking murder you. One by one. So this is a cautionary tale. Don't go out in the woods on your own, because otherwise we'll spend four fucking hours wandering around trying to find you. And they must have been close to that fucking farmhouse, because that guy... The farmhouse (laughs) that they kept cutting back to and looked half a mile away. We looked half a mile away, was in a different time zone, because it was lighter, but then the guy... then Ricky blue, and everything else is like (laughs) golden orange. Richie picked up the fucking stone and hefted it and hit the window, so they must have been right by it. I think he's just got one hell of an arm. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that kid has got a scholarship. And then he was like, come and get me, mad man. Ma. I'm going to keep wanting to sh- like shout Mad Max every time I say yeah, I know. So- <laughs> also, you sort of turned into fucking that Toast of London guy for a second. <laughs> Matt Berry. <laughs> come on, father. Come and get me, mad man. Um, <laughs> Furiosa. <laughs> so they are. So, so they, okay, all right. There's there's some really shitty dialogue done by actors that cannot act, and they hired children that are just children. So I think maybe we should at this point out that that is for the whole film. Of, yeah, everything <laughs> we're about to say about any of the acting, insert that. In fact, Lee, can you just copy and paste that? Just drop it every couple of minutes. So they're now cut to this. Um, so I think it's Betsy. No, it is Betsy because I got Betsy and Stacy. Betsy is the blonde girl from Dawn yes. of the Dead. Yeah, so it's Betsy. And then Betsy's like, oh, TP, TP. Don't, you can't be going around scaring all the kids with your whimsical music. They're all, they're all practically crying. <laughs> None of them were. Even the little girl was just like, that was scary, but she wasn't upset. And they were laughing and giggling away. And also, it fucking wound me up. That little girl was like, what's mad, man? And I'm like, he could not have been clearer. Yeah, I, what is... <laughs> I was just like, hang on. Were you not paying attention to the whole story? Yeah. Like, it, he gave you the entire backstory. We, we um, skipped through some of that backstory, so some interesting bits. Okay. He was then, after he killed the family, yeah, went yeah. to the bar, slammed the bloody axe in the bar. Yeah. And this is a cool story. And then, like, they found, when they found out that he had murdered his family, 12 guys went, beat the shit out of him, uh-huh. strung him up, and then axed him in the face, and then <laughs> left him for dead. And they found him. And they also said at one point he got in a brawl and someone bit the end of his nose off. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's a lovely bit of detail. Do you think he's undead? Or not? Be- I only ask because this obviously Possibly. predates. Um, he does have like freak strength. This predates Jason being undead, but he has some of the hallmarks of Jason. Like he's got super strength. 
definitely. And he's like he's rolling. Blue. Yeah, <laughs> he's blue. <laughs> he's got really long nails. And, yeah. and, I mean, he's. Just, I mean, he's a camp. He's a killer in a camp who's got a bit of super strength and is potentially undead. But also maybe magic because we got a Jason film. Oh, he has the ability to transport. I mean, not really, but like, because you see him yeah, running around keeps, a bit. Yeah, but but he also is like in the camp one second, then down by his house, like up in the tree. But like, later. he there's no way if that story that that guy, the Max guy who runs that camp, told that story about a killer. His name is fucking Madman Marv. Da da da. All this stuff. If you say his name, he'll kill you. Then you must know that he's there. You yeah, can't... it's been. It, it sounds pretty real. But then also, like, when the kids smashed it, when the kids smashed the window, he was, Max was then saying, oh, God, what have you done, kid? And then he shouted at, at Madman. He's like, Madman, Mark, we're sorry the kid didn't mean any disrespect. So, again, it's like he knows it's real. Your thing about trying not to say Mad Max isn't helped by the fact that one of the characters is called Max. I know. Who it's... looks a bit like Mad Marth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much, very much. And then he just decides to fuck off for the rest of the film to go play cards and drink. Well, your attention to detail thing, when they call him later and he comes to the phone, he has cards in his hand. <laughs> and he's in a bar. <laughs> so good, man. Isn't it great? And it's one of those rare instances where they're like, shit, let me call someone. And the yeah. phone line's not cut. Yeah, yeah. And they can call someone, but it doesn't help because it takes no, them a he... while to get back. Yeah. Also, um, just before he leaves and the girl says to him, hey, um, could you like your stories are a bit fucking much, mate. I don't know why like you're telling kids that. And he's like, oh, I never thought about that. Maybe I shouldn't say that to the younger kids in future. Yeah. It's like, how has that not crossed your mind? (laughs) He's like, "Okay, yeah, fair enough. But she's got a real bee in her bonnet about that. She keeps bringing it up. This is when they're back at camp. But before that, things do happen. We lose Richie. We don't lose Richie. Everyone agrees that it's time to go back. They all get yeah. in line. They start yeah. running on the spot. Yeah. And Richie stops running on the spot because he's staring at the silhouette of a madman in the tree and he doesn't want to say, hey guys. There's a madman in that tree. <laughs> that silhouette of a man moving around that I keep looking back at that is still there and moving. I think we should look at that and assess it. Are we to believe that because they're gifted children, they are potentially... Uh, say on the spectrum and that is potentially why he didn't instantly go there's a fucking guy up in that tree like you if i was a no, kid I feel and like i saw a man up in a tree spectrum, i'd be like be more likely to say there's a there's a guy up on that tree yeah maybe yeah <laughs> it was cool the way he was moving though he looked like he was in caps so he launches that fucking stone and he hits madman Marv's house yeah but he kind of accidentally stumbles across madman's Marv's house and then he gets lost on the way back to the camp, which is right next door to Madman Marv's house. Well, no, I think there's quite a walk from the campfire back to the house. I think it's longer than, than we're led to believe. So did he aim for Madman Marv's house when he threw the stone? Yes, because you can see because the campfire is near the house, but the camp isn't near the campfire. The woods are in between. How good is that shot when he's dobbed over saying where am i i'm lost and his mouth isn't even moving oh my god i went back and watched that twice <laughs> yeah same i was just like maybe i'm wrong because there's a branch in front of his mouth it's like no his mouth is not moving around, and he says something else and i'm like is this internal dialogue the first time i heard it i was like oh i think i must have another app open or something on my laptop because 
It, it came out of nowhere, the first line of that, and it was like a deep voice. Oh, my God. Well, it was probably TP. When they're doing the, the, the ADR, they didn't write down who was doing what lines. Oh, and maybe it's worth mentioning that TP tries it on with Dawn of the Dead, and she's like, says no, basically. Until he comes in her jacuzzi. And everyone sees it. He... Uh, but it's all right. He gets up and makes a very awkward public apology. Well, he he makes a, a public apology, which is like for 1982. Wow, this guy is like, hey, I've been a dickhead. I'm apologizing. But then his instant toast is like to friendship, and then he looks her in the fucking eye in front of everyone and says, and to oh, lovers, fucking in hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> that hot tub scene. Had to have been for a timing and b to fit a fucking song in about a hot tub because <laughs> it it was the you length. Think it was it, that way round. Do you think they they did the song about the hot tub? <laughs> it was the duration of the song. Was that entire scene? Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. so pointless. I, I think they were stuck in a, a kind of whirlpool because they kept just drifting around in circles. So Richie goes to investigate the house because he yeah. he like gets creeped out by the fact that there's clearly a dude in a tree. Yeah, and then he loses the guy in the tree, and then he goes into the house. And there's some nice shots in the house as well when he goes in there. Yeah, and it's a creepy fucking house with a like, piano that makes noises later. Did you read any of the trivia about this? No, They're, not this bit. But when he goes back to the house and goes into that basement, so there is no basement in that house, and he mimes walking down some stairs. And it's some of the best walking downstairs mime acting I've ever seen. <laughs> no way! What like? Step, 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 step. I'm there. He had to open a door and like pretend to step down in a into a cupboard, essentially, because there was no. And then it basically same as Evil Dead. The the um. I tell you what, he did that better than everyone in every take in the roof in the in the room. I mean, he did it better than any than the takes in Evil Dead when they walked down because in Evil Dead. They, they don't just... have a basement? No, there's no basement in Evil Dead. The whole thing dug... is based around a basement. I know. They Why dug you get a cabin with a basement. <laughs> They dug a square, like, underneath, and then a little bit. So if you notice, when Scott goes down, he walks down the stairs. And then when Ash goes down, because Scotty, the actor playing Scotty, is still down there. If you notice, when Bruce Campbell walks down the stairs, he steps to the side because he can't fit in because Scott is also (laughs) there. (laughs) Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. But it does make me think of the room. Like, whenever you see them walk into that, like, cupboard to go downstairs, and they just... Like, squeeze in and close the door behind them. The stairs in that room wouldn't make sense. They would lead out into the outside. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's a death trap. Classic. Oh, hi, man. So he goes down uh, He goes down the stairs. Sorry. Um, he... The bit while he's walking around, I'd just like to point out, this is where I first noticed that the sound effects were, I'll be honest with you, when nostalgic. When wind blowing outside to gentle fridge Footsteps. Coming. Well, footsteps, oh. all kinds of stuff. It, it was like nostalgic to me because it was like it felt condensed, like a, yeah. like onto a PS One disc. It sounded like the sound effects in the original Resident Evil because they had to be like condensed to fit on the disc. It, like every footstep was, I swear, the same sound effect. <laughs> so it'd be like a crisp in and out of the footstep, and then there was no like, and yeah, it would be like crisp. <laughs> Yeah, the sound effects. I tell you what, I did so on that note, I really enjoyed that they spent, even though it was with awful effects, I enjoyed that they spent time on the sound effects. So they built these soundscapes, even though they're with poor sound, 
mm-hmm. they've rarely blended anything. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely helped, like add to the atmosphere. I, I, every bit of this film is a masterwork of. It's loads of people, right. except the acting, firing on all cylinders to make <laughs> this absolute piece of garbage work. I can't wait for this score. I, to be honest with you, the score's not amazing, but it is, it's still a good score. I, I've held back. I, I honestly feel like I've held back on the score because wow. this is not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and I, I fully it's understand not? that. Why not? Because it is garbage, but... Ah. But, we, but it's this different level of garbage to Driller Killer. Driller Killer is legit unwatchable. Yeah, but that you can't watch. But that was an experimental film. Nothing was, was experimental about this film. It, but it's just, I honestly feel like we've been robbed, this director. like He made yes. some fucking great choices. Yeah. <laughs> robbed of a man's career because, like, he made this film work. Because this clearly didn't get a great reception. <laughs> So the kid goes down. He finds. Was he? Does he find the basement? I can't remember at this point. No, not at this point. Or, it's later oh, on. He, he he looks out he the window and he sees window, see Madman running. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's cool. They're showing you him in full already. I, I and that's a thing throughout this. You film see him they, quite early on. You see yeah. his, fa- but you don't see him enough. To, of him. Yeah. But you, you see enough of him to be like, oh, they didn't fuck about with this. There wasn't that many POVs or shot from the chest. Like, they straight up just showed his fucking face. Yeah. But though the use of POVs were great. It was sometimes confusing when they switched POVs from killer to person being attacked or from killer to then, like, third person looking at the, the killer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, maybe you haven't decided how you want to shoot this scene yet but you're going to shoot every every which way yeah they don't fuck about with the i mean i guess because I, I don't know when that trope started i know it's in halloween and they do it a lot in the early friday the 13th but then when jason has the hockey mask they're just like fuck it here's a hockey mask you're gonna see him like very early on in in part three he steps out onto the dock with a spear gun and shoots that girl and it's just like by the way here's jason you're now just gonna fucking see him we're gonna stop doing the pov shit which is like interesting that they didn't go with that even the burning did it which came out at the same time (laughs) yeah man what a film but yeah sorry i'm just thinking of that harpoon shot i love it it's such it's a good so, shot. It's so three to see him walking out onto the deck, and you're like, "Here's Jason, enjoy." God, and the way he wields that harpoon gun is so much better than the way this woman wields a shotgun later. I didn't see that coming, man. Just walking around with it under her arm. I mean, uh, what, the only time she fires that shotgun. <laughs> oh fucking hell, that! No, hey, she fires it twice, but wow. <laughs> Small teeth did not fare well there. She's like, I'm badly injured, but I'll be okay. She's like, I only had little teeth, and now they're in the back of my head. Uh, right, so where are you? really sees, hung up on her teeth, by the way. He sees old fucking madman running over. And then, is this when TP realizes he's missing by creepily no. twisting that boy's arm? No, that isn't until about halfway through the film because no one gives a fuck about that kid. They get back to camp. And then he um, basically says to the kids, do your shit, and keeps walking forward and never looks back. Yeah, and the yeah. kids all go in the camp, and then like they go off and have their little counsellor chat. This is where we meet Molnir's axe, right? Where he's like, if I pull oh, this yeah. axe out, you'll give me money. And he's, and then he's like, 100 help bucks. me. A hundred yeah. bucks, Max, if I pull this, this axe out. 
And then he's like, oh, help me. And it's like, surely that makes it invalid if he helps you. 50 each. Yeah. But then. Um, and they're straining on it for ages. And then we get like some words of wisdom here about. Max. But you want to be part of this. Max is a solid guy. A this is also team. where we are introduced to the long running of the series of Mad Men character, Dippy, who walks into the, just walks outside and he's there. Dippy is, yeah. So um, so they've had their little staff meeting or whatever. Max says he's leaving to go play cards. Um, he'll be back in a couple of hours. Well, this happens in a couple of hours. It's uh-huh. Yikes. So I reckon Max would not miss if he fired a shot. So, uh, so yeah, so then we see Betsy, I want to say, maybe Stacy goes outside. Stacy's and- the one with the, like, plaid shirts who yeah. gets in a car for no reason just so that they could use the car I guess she had to drive down to the place that takes everyone else five minutes to go to because she's lazy. (laughs) Or because she's wise and you don't go through the woods on your own. Maybe. Unless you're in a car. But but she bumps into Dippy, who was the first name that I got, and I quickly learned I didn't need it. (laughs) He's been walking around drinking Jack, and then he's woken up with an empty bottle of Jack on his chest. Yeah. And then he walks off drinking that same bottle of Jack turns the corner and does and like grabs this big barn door and it comes around towards the camera and wipes the camera and i was like oh there's going to be someone behind him but no there's not until he reaches up and pulls down the light to turn it on and madman's there with his fucking axe and canes his throat and then it cut and then like the light switches off in that instant as well so you just see him for a second flash up yeah it cuts back to dippy with his throat gashed wide open and just like pouring out blood. And I was, I, I was in love. It's so early on as well. So early on. It doesn't fuck about. Wait, so hang on. Did he turn the light on and was still holding the light when he got axed? Yeah, that must have been. So then he would have pulled it, it off again. Turned it, oh, that's fucking. Attention to detail. But Attention also like that red herring with the, um, with the door wiping the shot first. Yeah. Very clever. I loved it. <laughs> Early on as well, this is like, what, less than 15 minutes in and Madman's already cut someone's fucking throat. I mean, we've seen him axe his whole family already, but this is like, yeah. And you saw his face in that shot. Like, they do not fuck about. Yeah, but only for an instance. Yes. Yeah, so again, it's just, it's glimpses of him. Now I think of it, like, little, little bits later, remind me of the way that, like, Insidious showed the ghosts in that film like where he's uh where they're like behind that around behind him and then they like run away yeah and you see I mean, it happen but the corporate where the guy it. shines the fucking torch and he's just perfectly framed by the bushes and then he looks again and there's no one there and then isn't yeah. there a bit where he steps there's forward and there's really... an axe behind him well no no it's better than that it is it's so clever because what he does is he dims the light down he turns the lantern all the way down so we can have a look around and he turns the lantern up and that illuminates the dude with the axe behind him slashing down i was like fuck that's a really really clever thing you've just done yeah so many good bits man i enjoyed this film (laughs) okay throat slit cool light reveal check now they realize that richie's missing but only the boys are like 
So we've got to cover because Richie's not here. Instead of being like, guys, we should probably tell someone that Richie's not here. And we're all scared to shit that there's a madman trying to trying to kill us all because he shouted Ma. So the boys are like, we'll make a we'll like set up his bed so it looks like he's sleeping in it. Yeah. Oh, and that all happens before the scene where Betsy has a beer in her bonnet about like telling the kids stories. And then we have our dialogue with that super hammy where TP is giving a public apology. Apparently also they don't know why he's called TP, like the cast and crew. His name is, is it, just TP. It doesn't stand for anything. But apparently, it, well, one of them said that Tarantino mentioned that it stands for toilet paper. So his name is toilet paper. But no one in the cast and crew confirmed that. Do Is it because he gets strung up from a tree? Like you have to go tp <laughs> Hopefully. Where you see that rope thrown over. So now we he get actually to... does something genius, which I've never seen anyone do. And I'm assuming it's because normally when leverage. you get hung, because your hands are tied. But yeah, he grabs onto the branch and just lifts himself up. So he's oh, not that. So yeah, yeah. Which but is like... also like the dude hanging him was clever because he used like multiple points for leverage, <laughs> so like like a pulley system, so that he didn't have to add that much strain on it. Yeah, we'll get to his death in a minute. Yeah. He's fucking good, man. And before that, let's let him live his best life because now we see shots of them stripping. This is a six-minute scene. Ever see shots of them stripping separately? So I thought maybe it was like teeing something up, and she was. Yeah, I thought maybe it wasn't going to be TP. But then obviously he had the fucking belt buckle with his initials on it and his hairy, hairy crack. (laughs) (laughs) See what they served both audiences here because we got to see some titties. And you got to see a hairy man's crack. So, yeah. no shine away. Um, so, I was like, why is there a jacuzzi at camp? Like, yeah, who's I know, right? getting in that jacuzzi? That that eight-year-old and those teenage boys? Or the counsellors <laughs> and the kids? Or Max and the counsellors? I was like, no, no, no combination of these is okay. Does Max live there? Because he talks about going away on holiday after... Yeah, he goes back down south for, for the winter. So I feel like he only comes up there for the camp. For the summer, yeah, yeah. So okay. what, he has that there for like entrapment? I mean, he seems like a cool guy because he's like, hey, those beers in the fridge, save me one. Yeah. And then I'll see you all in the jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want you underage drinkers to get wild before I get back. <laughs> Do you reckon he, like, does, like, one of the kids has actually slipped in? And he thinks that he's one of the fucking counsellors because they all look the fucking same. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I mean, the camp that I worked at, they had like, there were counsellors there that were campers before. And I think they have a rule where you have to take like two, you have to leave it two years before you can go back as a counsellor. Because otherwise, like, I mean, a, a lot of people when they're younger will date someone like a year younger than them. And that's yeah. not okay when you're a counsellor and they're a camper. <laughs> but I guess <laughs> you're probably not going to hang out with kids that are like two, three years younger than you. So Maybe. that gives them enough pause to then come in <laughs> as an adult and not know people. But So it's weird, accurate. Right? So what you're saying, attention to detail. Attention to detail. Except <laughs> these kids and adults all look the same age. All right. So yeah, we've got your favourite music track. Uh-huh. And I've written here, they didn't check the gate. Filthy film. This is Mad Man and then just watching Mad them. Man. Yeah. And you get and, and there's two versions of this scene, I guess. One where the where they shot it as a POV. 
And the POV came up and was spying through one door and looking at the clothes. And then the shot from inside where it showed Madman looking through the window at them, fucking, and, and unfortunately, guys, he came before she did. But she was under the water. Yeah, they were both under the water. It's a game what? of risk, Lee. <laughs> if I don't finish, I'm not taking a breath. It's like Michael Hutchins. They're like this, he does it with a doorknob, we do it with a jacuzzi. Yeah, he doesn't need a tie. <laughs> well, until later on. <laughs> and then we cut to Richie, lost in the forest with the ADR. Oh, just say, yeah, um, match. Uh, so mouth doesn't move. All these internal thoughts. I was, yeah, I would say uh, they are gifted children. Is is he using like telepathy? <laughs> if he's that gifted, how did he get lost so easily? When it's like just walking he can't a straight read line, a map, Lee. He can't read a map, but he can read your thoughts. Maybe the gifted children raise the dead. Oh. so then now we There's see Stacy stone that he threw through a window. <laughs> I'd summon the mad mad mob. <laughs> um. So now we see Stacey. This bit I thought was weird because I um, was oh writing a note. God. I was writing a note and then I look up and she, I was like, is she trying to run away from Madman Marv? But no, she's not. She's just somehow stuck on a hill. Oh, wait, is it that bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, so and then Madman Marv almost walk. gets her. Gets I've her. written Betsy can't walk. I bet it's Stacey. St- yeah. Stacey can't walk. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And she's talking to herself again. She's like, you can do it. You can climb this hill. And she's basically like kicking dirt down this like 30 degree hill. <laughs> what is that? I, I don't get it. Maybe it was sand. Is that because Mad Mad Marth was there as well? And we are as an audience think, are like, oh no, she's going to get gone. I think it was supposed to show suspense because then she gets up. Mm-hmm. Like she she um gets up and then the hand reaches behind and grabs the stone right behind her foot. But yeah. she turns around and be like, fuck you, Hill, I bested you this time. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, slight incline. <laughs> <laughs> what was her cardio as bad as Madman Mars? Doesn't she turn around and say <laughs> Oh mate, Madman Mars fucking noises that he makes like <laughs> Yeah, he um he, he really needs to do some cardio. Like, you can tell this man has been working on nothing but his muscles. Like, he yeah. can lift you over his head and, and contort your spine, but. Oh, yeah. and now is a, a bizarre scene. She's now back in the. Um... This is the strangest thing. This is the ABBA music video, is what I've, I've written down here. Oh, and that, that shot of them all, like, looking like a promo, like a promo shot for friends. Yeah, so there's two, there's two shots in this. It starts with them all laying like imagine if like like a, a tin of sardines, but like head to toe, and all their heads are interlocked. Mm-hmm. There's four of them laying down, like shoulder shoulder to shoulder, head to head, slotted in, and they're just talking. Like, isn't life so life? Uh, what um, do they say? There's beauty in destruction. Oh yeah, he's talking about burning the wood. And then she's like, no, I don't think any kind of destruction is beautiful. Mate, this guy, Dave, when he whips his knife out. But then, yeah, so then Dave gets up and then it cuts back to the three of them as he says something. And they all get up in like choreographed action, like, huh? <laughs> and pose, like, tell us more. They sit like the poster to Breakfast Club, basically. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. But they're probably like, okay, lay down again and three, two, one, up. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's almost then, like Sam Raimi-esque, this film. Now, do you have any notes about Dave's little rant here? Not really, just that he makes himself look super suspicious to his friends, because A, he's got a knife on him, and they B... They have knives. Or at least one of, them, one of them does. Yeah. Um, Bessie. Yeah, he's just... Talking about how there's beauty and destruction. So he's walking around talking about psychology and how you never know what's going on in someone's mind. Yeah. And that I could be thinking of something and that complete is a completely different world than what you think of, of what's going on in my head. Yeah. And that in any instant, I could flick and cut your head off. <laughs> Why did he turn into Jason Statham? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but he did. All right, Governor. <laughs> Wait, he didn't say cut your head off, did he? Yeah, he said he, he could cut your head off because he was joking about Madman Mark cutting people's heads off. Yeah, but what happens to him? Oh, he, he doesn't have a good time. Um, there, there was beauty in his destruction, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was head and shoulders above the rest. Nice. Speaking of being higher than other people, TP mm-hmm. now is out hunting for... Um, wait, is he? Oh no, so now TP goes in and he tortures that kid. He twists his arm. <laughs> yeah, to try and find Richie. He's like, I'll snap it. <laughs> I can say, these are bunk beds. I can say you fell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, honest, honest, sir, we don't know where he is. So there's then like an- the other couple that is Little Teeth and someone else. Dave? No, it's not uh, Dave. It's two people that we don't care about yet. Ellie, really... It's Ellie, and I can't remember what the other guy's name is. I don't think I got it until he dies. Um, Billy? Billy? Billy. Yeah, no one cares about them. Not even the writer, because who calls characters Ellie and Billy? Billy! So they're in, like, they're, they're setting up their camp. They're setting oh, up they're setting up a tent, they aren't out. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to climb into, like, one big sleeping bag so that Madman can swing them around his head. I've written no more darts acting is top notch. I don't think that word is doubts. No more doubts. No more doubts. When he's like, you don't have any doubts, do you, Billy? No doubts. No I've doubts. never had any doubts. We should go for a swim. No, we should fuck instead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, okay. Why am I building this fuck tent? <laughs> do, you want, do you really think this is here to house your wet swimming clothes? The only thing that's going to be uh, wetted here, you young little teeth. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about you that little and your fuck wide tent. eyes. <laughs> you and your Bethesda game. Face in here. <laughs> I want to get it in between your eyes. <laughs> it won't be hard. <laughs> She's a human being, James. No, she's not. She's cannon fodder. Oh, mate. Mate. Dave so, goes to find... No, TP. TP goes out now. Oh, oh sorry. I've skipped T- over a big yeah. chunk. Yeah. So TP's gone out and he's looking around. And this is the nice bit where he's got his flashlight and he swings his flashlight over the, um, the, the trees or the hedges. And you see Madman just stood there because he likes to stand there and watch people. Hey, he's just, just like fucking pipes. He's in the shots. Yeah, but he's there and, and he's, and yeah, and yeah, you see him bright as daylight and he's like, oh shit, he saw me and he ducks back down and he flashes the light back around and he's not there. Yeah, yeah. That was a good shot. That was. 
It was very. I mean, it was nowhere near as subtle as pipes because mm-hmm. it was obviously there to to show us and shock us. But yeah, that was great. And then he's walking around a little bit more, and he says it smells like death. <laughs> and in the story earlier, you find out that if you if you're walking around and you smell death, then madman's coming after you. Because he's rotting? Probably, because he's the undead. Yeah, yeah. He's the living dead. He's the living dead. The living dead makes more sense. I've never understood undead, because if you're undead, then you're living. Undead makes more sense than living dead, because you were dead, and now you're undead. How about the moving dead? (laughs) The up and about dead. The walking dead. Uh, Ah, the walking dead, yeah. The the Christopher dead. Um, Um, Yeah, so he... So he smells death, and then... And then he gets whipped with a fucking noose around his neck, right? He gets noosed. And then just, like, dragged along the floor in a fucking amazing shot. Yeah, and then you see, like, the kind of MacGyver moment as you see um, the the rope being lobbed over the tree pulled down, wrapped around another trunk, pulled somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like there like, okay, am I am I good? Like catching his breath and his knees and he's yanked up. <laughs> and he's panicking. He's he's clasping at the rope. He's like what do I do? What do I do? What would you do, Lee? How would you get out of that situation now that you've seen? Well, he actually does something pretty genius. He grabs hold of the tree branch and lifts himself up so that he's no longer choking. Which I've never seen anyone do ever, but I guess normally when you're being hung, your hands are tied. Amateur hanger. They hung him too high. If they knew what they're doing, they would have lowered him down so he can't reach the tree. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's got to be it, right? Well, I mean, also, like I said, your hands are normally tied because otherwise you could just grab hold of the rope and then maybe climb up the rope and slip your neck out. I don't know. That doesn't feel like an easy way. I haven't been working out much, but that doesn't feel like an easy lift behind the neck. Oh, true, true. There was another bit of trivia here that he, the actor, Tony Fish, would put a rubber band around his neck to choke himself out so that he looked like he was being choked out for the scene. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like during lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And then he would eat large portions. (laughs) He was like, I don't have a gastric band. I don't have a gastric band. I have a rubber band. Piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the director was like a bit. Oh, I don't know if you should be doing that. Apparently, but you let him do it, and it went in. So then, Madman Marv was like, like, "I think he should. I really think he should stop this. These erections (laughs) are just getting awkward now. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to eat our lunch." It's a family place. Put the mouse back in the house. TP is hanging from a tree, but he is grabbed onto the branch. Feeling and then, pretty smug. Yeah, feeling pretty smug that he's like defeated the genius intellect of Madman Marv. And Madman Marv. You hear... <laughs> um, and you see his bare, his bare foot, like his sodden feet walking up, yeah. swollen. And then he clocks him. TP looks at him. He's like, oh, fuck. This yeah. isn't good. And Madman Marv reaches up and grabs that famed TP belt buckle. <laughs> snaps his neck down. That was great, man. That was great. <laughs> and I was like... He leaves them up there. And then leaves them up there for the person to find, which is going to be good in a minute. Because it's oh, Dave who is going yeah. to go find him. One, two, three. Is that is that is that the moment? Is that the moment? Is that what happens now? Is there anything I else? I think so. Oh yeah, Betsy. Uh, oh, we missed something. So when TP went to go out, Betsy was like, "Hey, 
Is that? Oh, no, never mind. You go for it. I thought I just saw a creepy guy walking around, but he was running in that direction. And then when I look back, he still wasn't there. Now, so T Dave goes to find TP. One, yeah, two, three. Because um, Betsy goes in and claims that she's seen stuff. And at that point, I noticed that she had a knife on her side as well. Oh, you, and I, okay, And I was fine. like, oh, I hope they use that knife. Because I, I thought that came out of nowhere. Stabbed. No, she's wearing it the entire film. Okay, Again, fine. Great job. This bit is fucking awesome. With yeah. one oh. hand. <laughs> so he walks past. Uh, yeah, so it follows him as Dave walks out. Yeah. And it walk, Dave walks past the axe and the camera stays on the axe. And then you see this swollen hand, this latex hand grab it. I'll let you take this. And like Captain America in Age of Ultron, he lifts Molnir from its thing in one go. And it's like, that is, that is genius, man. That is... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it shows the strength of this dude. Exactly. But also, like, you hear these, like, creaking like cracking noises so you know you know that this thing is like is really in there embedded it cuts in that wood. back down to the stump and it's the whole stump is like split in half yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay so now the madman has been reunited with the axe wait was it madman that put the axe there no i that would be strange do you know what now that i think about it i don't know if he axed that first guy dippy because I, he wouldn't have had the axe yet Oh, you're right. I think he may have just ripped his throat out. Because later on, he uses his fucking... Ex- Don't forget to use your nails, boys. He uses his nails. And they they cut deep. Oh, my you God. See down bone. to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is when, when we, we then catch up with the bit that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So, Dave is walking around. He's, he's walking around the woods. He's hunting. He's got his lantern. And he turns his lantern down so he can let his eyes adjust, I think. Looks around, he spots a little lit up area. So he goes to head towards that. Before he does, he turns the light up and walks forward. And there's an axe behind him that kind of swishes down and they miss it. Yeah. So then he's walking around the woods. And is he, I think he finds Dave's torch laying down. And it's a really nice shot. It's this really low angle shot in the, like, in, amongst the foliage with the torch shining past the camera. You mean TP's knife? Uh, TP's, uh, TP's torch. Yeah. So flashlights, it's America. Yeah, and yeah, and he 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 finds the, the torch and he picks that up, and then he's doing his Scooby Doo thing. And he starts wandering around. He's like, "There's a pair of legs right behind him," and he's like, "Look a little bit to the left, all the way around to the right, <laughs> back into the middle, walk back a couple of steps, bump into some legs." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that. Um, so he spins around and he sees the legs, and then. Now, this is a nice little touch as well. You, I, I can't remember if you see the axe chopping the rope, but you hear the axe chopping the rope and TP's body falls down on him. Because I, annoyingly, they, address, they do a bit later on that really annoyed me. There was a bit where he saw the rope on the floor, Billy yeah. does, and picks up the rope. And then on the tree, you see where he'd hit it. Yeah. But it really annoyed me that then Bill then like stroke the tree to acknowledge it because i was like that's such a good attention to detail that had he not done that i saw it and was like oh I, you can see where he hit the fucking tree to cut yeah because i saw when he walked around the tree and yeah. went down to get the rope before he looked up at the thing and i was and again i was like that is a nice little <laughs> yeah nod. that was that was so good you never then, see that and then yeah and then they just 
They, yeah, that little extra bit. shot where he touches it is like, oh, we didn't really need that. Like, no, no, it that, kind that, of that, talk... that ruined the moment a little. Yeah. But yeah, so he um, gets dropped on by TP. He gets mm-hmm. TP'd. And then, <laughs> and then he pegs it off. Into his bum behind a hole. stump. Bung hole. TP my bung hole. Um, and then he like hides off behind a stump. And I guess he waits for Madman to catch up with him. Because Mad- yeah, yeah. Madman's out of breath. He's, he, yeah. him all the way from, he's been running around camp. He's pegged yeah. it back down to his house. Barefoot. Running back, barefoot. He's running back and forth. It's impossible to climb a lot of these like slight slopes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if a he, fit young lady can't climb a fucking slight incline, what do you think, madman Marv? Carrying an axe that's so heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It embeds itself into everything it touches. <laughs> And he swings the axe at Dave, who is very light on his feet. Uh-huh. He dodges it. I think does he get knocked over? And then he, he dodges trips it. over that trunk. Ah, and then he the axe comes down and then he dodges that again. And he he dodges it like three or four times. Um, and then the axe rains down on him. But I was like, I, and I was a bit disappointed because I was like, oh, it cut I'm, away. I'm glad you said that. I was also disappointed, but it pays off. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Like it's so yeah. Like I, I, I think I didn't give this film enough respect when I got, was disappointed by him failing the quick time event and getting yeah. hit by the axe. I was like, oh, they showed us one good death, and now they're, and now they're going to be fearful to show more blood. Which is so good because then there's a bit coming later on, and I'm sure you had the same reaction where you were like, please do this, and then you did it, and it was just like, oh my god. It was so good. And I was like, that's why she got into the car, just so they could do that bit. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was fucking praying. Because I'm pretty sure that happened in... Did that happen in uh, in, a, uh, in a, one of the other Jason films? No, I don't think so. I'm, that's definitely happened in another film where someone's been, like, under a bonnet and then they there is a There is a bit uh, in Jason Goes to Hell where uh, somebody gets out of a car as Jason walks over and slams the door shut, and for a few seconds you see uh, like the windows ran down, so you see the metal of the door crush the guy's head. There's a couple of frames, you see his head crushed in the fucking door, and it looks amazing. Beautiful. Um, but I don't think he... I don't think anyone gets killed in a bonnet. There's I, gotta be... It, it must have happened at some point. It's such a good... It feels like it should be a trope. Well, this um, is the f- because it pays off so well as well. Because obviously, this has the car trope of the car won't start, yeah. But then we know in order to get the car to start, this car's obviously got a fault in it where the cable comes loose. So you open up the bonnet, and yeah. obviously, it's like, what's going to be in there? Oh, okay, oh, yeah. And also, there was some really nice sound by the way when, um, when he was when Dave was walking around and you hear the rope, like, yes, you hear the yes. friction on the, on the tree. And if anyone's ever hung someone before i'm sorry if anyone's ever been on a tire swing before we all know what that sounds like like that yes. yeah it's such an iconic sound that is yeah that again great attention to detail i even put a sad face i put a sad face didn't show axing sad face yeah. that's how much yeah. it, it saddened me all i wrote um, was dave axed the question and then sex tent team regroup everyone is missing yeah, so Stacy leave Betsy to find others. Who I wrote first is Betsy leave Stacy because I kept mixing up their names. So this is really nice. So they go to the sex tent, right? Uh-huh. And then she goes to walk back to the camp. 
And then the foreground, so you've got Stacy walking along in like the, what's not the foreground? The so background. Man, the man, background. man, Sork's woman in good shot, I wrote. Yeah, that shot was so, fucking so awesome. So she's walking along trying to get her, tor- her flashlight working, which again, her flashlight stops working late at that scene. So she switches to another flashlight. Yeah, yeah. And they never fuck up the color. They're all different colors as well. And they, good continuity. See, this shot is good because it's not a POV shot because he's in the shot, but he yeah. follows her along. He's silhouetted in the foreground and yeah. they're doing like a side scroll track. And yeah, and he follows her as he's like walking between different bushes as she's walking, stopping, walking, stopping. I was like, that's such a well executed and thought out shot. Yeah. It's so creative. And again, it's, it's it's putting the murderer right in the in the midst of this film. The murderer is one of the key is one of the main characters. There's no like fucking about with who is the murderer, what is the murderer, is it one of the counselors? There's none of that shit. It straight up tells you at the start of the fucking film. Is it Dave? Madman Marv. <laughs> is it Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Even Dave, who's trying to act as him, there's no way. There's no <laughs> he's fucking not about swollen it. And he's not blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now they get to the truck. Yeah, she gets to the truck. Her flashlight stops working. So she drops that one, looks around, finds another one. I was expecting something to jump out at her when she was like ducked down trying to find the torch. And then, yeah, she goes deep in, lifts the front and goes deep into the hood to figure, like, to find something at the back. And I was like, He's slamming down this this car bonnet. He is slamming this down, and she is dying. Do you know what? Mama Muff actually fucks up a couple of times, like a few, almost like you say, a Scooby Doo esque mess ups. Like when the guy he's about to hit him with the axe, and the guy he's not like a flawless Jason killer. He does fuck up because in this shot, when he walks up to the car, <laughs> yeah, he walks up to the car, grabs the door handle, and then the car moves, drives off. But then yeah, later on, he's not very good with moving vehicles. Yeah, but later on, he's like, fuck that. I'm just going to reach through the window next time. And then later on, he pulls that guy through the fucking window. That, all right. I have some comments about that shot. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, this, like, it, twice in this film, he like slaps the side of vehicles because he gets yeah. pissed off of the bus as well and then teleports in front of it. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's because he's got those doughy rubber fingers that he can't quite grip the handle, <laughs> and he's got those really long nails. So he, yeah, he tries to grab it, and she drives off. This, well, she drives off. Then she goes to see Betsy to tell her that they're all gonna. No, 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 that's beforehand. And then she drives off, and she finds Dave's lantern. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she she does go to see Betsy because she says to her, "I don't want to leave you on your own." And then Betsy says, "No, that I'm was a, before. A, that was before was she goes down to the tent to see the couple making out, and then she leaves the couple making out, does the torch thing, goes to her car." Because I wrote my main note here is why is she driving? And I know now it's so that we could have the reveal of the head and and all that shit. But like, why? There's no actual reason for her to be driving because the camp is so small that she doesn't need to be driving anywhere. Yeah, but she might be too scared to walk through the woods on her own, so she drives to the campfire. But she has to walk to... Oh, yeah, I guess. She drives to the campfire and then... Yeah, okay, So so she drives around, she finds um, Dave's lantern. Yeah. And then she walks around and she sees a pair of feet. And so she walks out to the feet, Uh closes her eyes, reaches forward to grab his chest, lifts him up to the point where she can see him, opens her eyes, 
and sees that he doesn't have a head. <laughs> and it's just a, a decapitated Stop. neck. Do you reckon that is the same out. body that they use for her later on? Yes. Because that. they do the same trick. Because when she drops his body down, it lays next to his head. And that's obviously the real actor looking with his head, body buried under dirt. Yeah. Like, which is like, and then she runs to the car. But the car and then his start. legs slide away, which I assume was Madman pulling him away. Yeah, she goes to the car, and we know how she can fix it because it's not working. So yeah, but she, she, so she, she runs to the car; it doesn't start again. Yeah, and then she gets out and sort of nonchalantly, <laughs> like so done this before. Oh, uh oh. Well, I guess I better walk over to the car and fix it now. Like, the but as she thing. lifts it up, you do see a glimpse of something in the wing mirror. Not on the wind, sorry, on the windshield, you see a slight reflection. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, she is there, are they going to come up from behind? But it might have actually just been a light or something. Yeah. Because the, like, there was a, a, like a peak in the score as well right at that moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give this one to you, Lee. I'm going to let you enjoy this. Again, this was like Silent Night, Deadly Light, where we were like, I really hope this is going to happen. Um, but it couldn't because he's such a large, heavy, wheezy man. He wouldn't have the stealth or agility to do what he's about to do. She is fixing up the car a treat. Moves he's so back heavy. Enough, <laughs> moves back enough. And then fucking Madman Marv is standing on the roof of the truck and jumps down onto the fucking hood, decapitating oh. her. Oh. And it was so good. But yeah, how did yep. you get up there without making any noise? I, I don't know. Because I because when she gets unless into the he car, was in the back of the truck, maybe waiting for her to go. When she and gets then, like, into the truck, and the obviously the camera is in the passenger seat looking at her. She never looks at the passenger seat, and she's like trying to do all the stuff and looking around. And I was like, please don't turn to the passenger seat and have him sat right there because then you would have <laughs> fucking seen him. Uh, yeah. But luckily, no, they don't. But also, in a moment when Bill and fucking Elle find them, she sees Madman Marv, Elle sees Madman Marv standing next to the car with the decapitated body of Thingy. And she's like, oh my God, Bill, I just saw something. I just saw something. And they go and stand in front of the car and he goes, see, there's nothing here. And the car is covered in blood. No, they specifically do not stand in front of the car. They stand to the right of the car they walk around to the left of the car, around the back, then they go back around the car, around the back, and then they never look at the front. Until I know, but that shot, that shot is obviously done for comedy because it's yeah. so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the shot was beautiful. So we're staring like at this blood-soaked grill, and they're looking at the side of the car being like, there's no issue here. Now, attention to detail with that little bit, and, I, and we're probably getting ahead a little bit. Attention to detail... Her flashlight was left underneath the car. No way. Yeah. I also and it was the bright colour, this... it was the yellow one. I didn't give this film enough credit because I just assumed when he looked into the bonnet and saw nothing, or not nothing, that we didn't see what he saw. I just assumed we weren't going to see the head. Yeah. <laughs> I incorrectly assumed. Have... Hang on, sorry, hang on. Just to be sure, have we not missed the bit? Yeah, we're, we're definitely getting ahead. Oh, I was calling Billy Mustache because I had no idea what his fucking name Same. was. Because <laughs> it's his only defining character. Yeah. Richie uh, hasn't gone into the basement yet, right? Because there's a bit where he sees Madman running back to the house and goes back there. No, he hasn't. That hasn't happened yet. 
the couple leave Betsy to go find the others. And then that's where you see the hand on the tree from the intro shot as well. Yeah. And then you have all that other stuff happening. And then at this point, the couple say that they're going to split up. A lot of people split up in this film. Yeah. They're like, if we split up now, we can circle around. Sure. And this is where Mustache finds the rope and the cut on the tree with the drag marks. Mm-hmm. And then Small Teeth sees Madman in like plain, like, like, like brilliant headlight. I can understand. Yeah, yeah. You can't, the amount of times he's seen in full body and people are like, oh, it must have been a trick of a light. But no, no, no. So to be fair, every other time he's silhouetted, right? Yeah. Except the bushes, like. TP really should be looking at where he's shining his torch. Yeah. But like this time, he's just there and he like looks up at her like uh. almost like almost like whoops, he fucked you it got up. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so she screams, runs and finds him. She's like, I saw this apparition like pl- like plain as day. And he's like, We all think we see things. I'm like, if I saw that, I'd be like, nope. Either I've completely lost it or it was there. I mean, she only saw it for a brief second, so she might not have picked up on the fact that he was holding a decapitated body, but she definitely saw him. Yeah. Like, without shadow of a doubt, she saw this motherfucking guy, this blue man. <laughs> yeah, the swollen, bloated corpse of a man <laughs> mounting her friend. Yeah. So then, okay, fucking hell. So they, they go around, they check the car from every angle they get in the car doesn't start oh but not only does it not start it makes a squish sound when the engine yes over. it makes a squelching sound <laughs> because the fan belt that's trying to spin around is getting caught on her throat <laughs> oh good <laughs> which is lovely so he goes around and he's like huh i wonder why this car smells of bacon <laughs> lifts it up but he lifts it up and he's like stay in the fucking car she he doesn't freak doesn't. out at all. No, he's just like he runs against this before. I'm gonna go to get a blanket. <laughs> yeah. What was he gonna do with it? Take it back to thing and be like, "Look what I found." And just have a head on him. I what, think he like, just what? didn't want to touch the head because it was gross. So he was like, "I'm yeah. just gonna throw this on the side. Let me get a blanket. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you warm, Betsy." Well, Stacy. Stacy. And then Ellie decides that she's gonna go out and do the opposite and seize her head. Now, yeah. the actress was saying in this doc, she was like, I realized making this film that so much of films are fake because she saw that shot. But when she actually did it, like she was just like on the floor with like surrounded by bits of car engine. Yeah. So yeah. it's her actual head. They hadn't tried to make anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that looked really good. It looked they good. Passed, yeah. They passed that off. And then, yes, yeah, so she screams. And then they get back in the car and it starts now because the head is no longer in the way. Yeah. Now, they start driving. Yeah. All the windows are completely blacked out at this point. So you can't see anything moving. The car is 100% stationary. I think when... They show him reversing aggressively, changing gear, looking back over his shoulder, driving forwards... They cut to a shot of the car moving. They go cut back inside and it is 100% standing still because arms then reach through the window, grab a dude and pull him out without, like, unless he was hovering I, or, like, standing on the truck. I would argue you're not wrong. 
But I would argue that he's being pulled at an angle. So the momentum of the... Because I feel like he knocks no, the brake. He's just stood by I feel like he knocks car. the brake or something, which makes the car go down the hill. Because uh, then he's pulled out slightly at an angle, and then the car crashes into a tree. And then Finney no, drops out. He was driving out. down the road, and it just slowly veered off to the right. Because like, then... he, he looked, he reversed, and then he drove off. And this then is the, the only just reach through a driving thing and pull. I feel up. like all of these scenes, this scene and the following scene with her, the direct, it was an off day for the director because, like, up to yeah. this point, flawless. So the car very, very slowly careens into a tree. Yeah, and then she's like, "No!" and it bumps the tree, and the door <laughs> opens, and she falls out. Yeah, but. It shook her up so much that she was limping for the rest of the film. How fucking good is it, though, when she looks up on the hill and sees Bane holding Batman aloft, about to snap his spine? Oh, my God. That's beautiful. But he just, it's like... such a good shot. You just hear the crunch, and he must just, like, Does he, like pull sn- the spine apart. Snap him in half. I Imagine if you saw that. see him like... tear it in half. <laughs> and, and just, like... Rain down guts on him. Oh my god! Imagine how good if he is silhouetted, so you don't see anything, and he fucking rips him in half like he's a fucking Christmas cracker. Mm-hmm. And then in the and when you see him in the light, he's got like intestine on him. That's what I, I was hoping. Been, that would that have been, been so good. The film he's walking around just red. <laughs> that would be Dripping. fucking genius. Uh, unfortunately, no. Guts. I, I assume he breaks his spine somehow. Um, yeah, it sounds like he either, like, pops it away or like he just snap, like, snaps See, like, around. Maybe he twists him like he's a fucking towel. towel. He's yeah. wringing him dry. <laughs> um, yeah, that was beautiful. That was fucking great. Okay, Richie. Richie um, so then is... Richie, yeah, so then Richie sees... Um, so this is where he then drags... He then drags um, Dave's legs along. Yes. Richie sees him dragging a dead corpse. And so decides to like, follow him. Where else should I go? Yeah. So he follows him, goes down the basement. Somehow Madman's got around him because then you see Madman running through the woods. But there's a shot here where Richie walks down the stairs in the basement, turns a corner, and for a good like 10, 15 seconds, it holds on him as he stares at something that he doesn't know what it is. And he's like, what, what am I looking at here? And then you see the look on his face about 20 seconds in as he starts to realize what he's seen and the utter terror on his face. And then when we see that reverse shot later on, it's a line of dead bodies. How the fuck did he not pick up on that instantly? So again, (laughs) it took him so long to figure it out. He's gifted. So it took him a very, I think he was curious as to, to see what was going on with the game that they were playing when he was dragging this guy by the snapped neck. (laughs) Or <laughs> snap spine along the ground. He was like, "Oh, I'm not phased, but I'll go in there." And then, and he very slowly clocks what's going on. How cool a shot would it have been if um, Billy was being dragged, and you see like me, like you can see my torso, like it, like that's the shot he's being dragged. But then when it gets to the feet, they're the other way around. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice, <laughs> mate. And we then need to remake this midriff, and it's just like. <laughs> like a pretzel <laughs> well, he ties him in a knot and bounces him on the floor and throws him in the hoop uh, this gives um, Ellie enough time to get back to camp yeah yeah and she can't find Betsy 
No. She's like shouting for Betsy and she's limping from that slight fall that she had onto that big pile of leaves. It could have been from the gradual impact. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, gradual impact is a very good film from the 90s about a <laughs> slow moving cover. <laughs> that just gently lands oh, on her. <laughs> It just gently like falls down from space and it's just lands graceful. on it. It stops as like a couple of bits of dust that <laughs> pop out either side, and then everyone stands by and races up ten. <laughs> <laughs> so she, this is really nice. They have a really nice shot in this. They have a few nice shots in this scene, and one absolutely batshit mental. <laughs> yes, but so she is walking around in this house, and she. Um, she hears something. So she goes back over to the door where she came from mm-hmm. and she's walking towards the door. And because she's very clever, she turns around to look where she came from and slowly walks towards the door backwards. But as she's doing it, you see um, the silhouette, where you see the shadow of the madman getting larger on the wall behind her. And then she turns to the door and he's stood right in the doorway uh-huh. She freaks the fuck out, slams the door on him, and he axes down the door right next to her. <laughs> so what does she so do? So one swing, right, and absolutely destroys the door. Kind of yeah. like, again, uh, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, when that door is made out of fucking balsa wood. Um, again, this tool is made for destroying wood. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, it becomes one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in a fucking slasher film. She runs into the kitchen, which is a dead end, Looks over, sees knives, looks over, sees a shotgun, looks over, <laughs> sees a fucking chainsaw, turns around, bursts open the fridge, pulls yeah, out the all smeg. the shelves and all the produce, and then climbs into the fucking fridge to hide. I would have loved it if he, like, just snapped the door handle off and walked away. <laughs> or, like, put a fucking, like, like yeah. Broom in it or something. No, I for some reason I I don't know where I've got this from, but I've always had like an urban legend in my head that if you get stuck in a fridge, you can't open them from the inside or something because of the seal. But you need the 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 handle that pulls that that breaks the seal so you can actually get it open. Um, I, I don't feel like know if that's like that. true, but walking sure. fridges do have an emergency handle on the inside in case the door shuts. Yeah, you don't I've gone it, one of them and it, yeah, but it's not like the hand on outside. It's like a button that you press and the door opens. But I have closed the fridge before in the past and then not been able to open it. Into, like, oh no, I didn't mean to put that away. And then you can't open the fridge. It's but... got good seal around it, and I think the handle like breaks the seal. But otherwise, you're like I'm stuck in here. And I was I was kind of hoping she would die in the fridge. <laughs> uh, like, um... It would cut to like a week later, and the like Max is going around trying to pick up the pieces of the camp opens the fridge door and she just collapses on the floor like covered in shit and piss. I think um <laughs> that is my dream ending <laughs> to this film. I think uh <laughs> you ruined the quiche mate Max comes back saves the day and then he's just like and now all we need is that last beer from the fridge and opens it up <laughs> oh man oh she trashed um, all the beers I think in Back to the Future, I believe it was supposed to be originally before it was the car, it was supposed to be a big box, but then they decided not to do that because children would climb inside fridges and get stuck. 
So they got children to climb in cars. Yeah, I that mean that's very less... dangerous. I mean, as we know from later on in this film, children can drive buses. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know if that's true. I don't want to say that's true, but mm. it, I'm yeah. not saying it, I'm not. I'm saying myth plausible. I'll look it up. Um, I'll look it up later. I was hoping that when she got out of the fridge, while her head was half out of the fridge, Madman would just be standing there and slam the fridge on her head because yeah. she's so obviously in the fucking fridge. You're going to walk into the kitchen and see but, shelves but he on knows the floor. That. He knows yeah, that he she's knows. hiding, so he he plays Actually, at her game. Can you break this bit down for me? Because she, unless he's looking in through the window, I thought he was nope. inside the house. He is. He's hiding. But then he he's, comes through the front door. I think he's hiding over near the near the door. Oh, okay. Because yeah, so what happens is she then like opens the fridge and peers out, and everything's gone quiet because there was lots of smashing. So she peers outside, and it's all fine. So then she, she's like, like happy because she's like so when she's walking to the door, she's like, "I'm gonna get away." Yeah. So she yeah tentatively like walks around and goes towards the door, and then it cuts to a shot of um of him like hidden behind a bunch of stuff, peering through of Madman like yeah, spying yeah. on her and hiding from her. And I, again, I'm like, this is great. They're showing how he's stalking his victims. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's brilliant. And then, yeah, he 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 jumps out at her, launches himself forwards, and axes her right in the chest. And you see, he cleaves her cleavage in two. <laughs> oh, you see it. It's like he's just like punched a sponge. It gushes <laughs> out of her chest. <laughs> The next shot when she falls back and there's blood coming out of her nose as well. I was like, that's fucking genius. It's gone everywhere. (laughs) We need to clean up an R5. But the worst thing is, James, is she's not dead. (laughs) Hey, we don't know that. We're pretty certain she's dead. (laughs) Because now... She's like, my lucky lucky crucifix saved my life. (laughs) (laughs) It did write down bloody mess. So there's now one left um, who is, <laughs> I wrote Betsy and I crossed it out. I wrote St- no, I wrote Stacy and crossed it out and wrote Betsy. It's hard to tell. They've written over the top. Yeah. Um, so she then walks out because she's heard, I guess, an entire kitchen being destroyed. And she sees legs. Yeah. So turns, screams, like turns and runs back to the office and calls up Max. I'm like, oh, all right. He says he's coming over. So she goes in the drawer. And I thought she was looking for weapons in the drawer. Because so there's a shotgun like on the wall behind reaches her. Reaches behind and then turns around and sees it and grabs it. But she's already got the shells out, so she knew yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, okay. Because I, I saw the shotgun, I was like, please tell me she's not going to not realise that's there. But no, and she... And the camera kind of pulled around, like, pan around to the side of it, didn't it? To reveal more of the shotgun and make yeah. it more obvious for people like me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see a shotgun in, like, there was the a neon sign. And you're like, she's going to be mounting this onto a forearm so <laughs> She's going to be Mad Maxing. Yeah, so then she goes back to the house <laughs> and peers through the window. Uh, and she, she peers through the window and she thinks she sees Madman slam his face up, but it's not. It's Ellie's face. And she, she... finishes her off. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even hesitate. She just She's fucking pulls the trigger. And she blasts it through the window. That could have been anyone. Shotgun shows, but glass. 
<laughs> that could have literally been anyone, and it what was. Are those kids. It could have been exactly. A it could have been fucking anyone, and she didn't even react. She just blew them away. The and then she's like, like oh, I just Ellie. wanted to get a fluff and that. I was hungry. <laughs> she's like, oh, Ellie. And then, right, let's write up, let's get rid of the kids. She goes to get the kids, gets them on the bus. I'll tell you what, she's a she's a good horror survivor for the most part. It's, I mean, she doesn't spoilers. survive, but <laughs> yeah, yeah for the she, most does, part. she does do good. Yeah. So she, she rounds up all the kids, she gets them on a bus. She drives away fast enough so that the madman can only slap the bus and high five. Which none of the kids are phased. She's no. walking around with a shotgun. They've heard shots. She's just like, go get your stuff, kids. Don't change. Get in the bus. She also is better than. So we've, you've seen The Strangers, right? Uh, a while back. Because somebody in The Strangers does something that I'm like, oh, that's actually genius, until they fuck it up. They basically sit in a room that has one entrance and just sit there and wait with a shotgun, just be like, I'm just going to sit here. But then unfortunately for them, Dennis from Always Sunny shows up and they shoot Dennis because they they don't even fucking react like she did and just blow them away. But then unlike what she does in that film, they don't just drop the shotgun and leave that room. Where she's like, no, I'm going to keep this fucking shotgun. Yeah. I made a mistake. Let's get the kids out of here first. Make sure they're safe. And my God, if any one of them says no. <laughs> I'll, I'll show them I'll, Ellie. <laughs> I'll get a pane of glass, hold it in front of them and shoot them through it. I'll wait until they're the most vulnerable. <laughs> I'll come back when they're that, 80 and do you reckon there was COVID a, at them. <laughs> there was a post-credit scene where uh, Ellie was still alive, just full of glass and shards of wood from the window and like buckshot. <laughs> and then Max walks in and like steps on her face. <laughs> and then just gets the bit. Didn't gets save the... my beer, bitch. Max walks in, gets the beer and opens it on her tiny teeth and then just like... <laughs> she chokes on the cap. <laughs> She's the killer in the second one. <sighs> uh, yeah, so... Madman Marv attacks the bus and then just fucks off when he can't get onto the bus. Yeah, he fuck. Well, yeah. So he's high the like, bus. They drive I'm, off and then they catch him like, <laughs> like Scooby Doo walking around. Yeah. Um, and but then I'm also he like at this out. point, you do have a shotgun. So just shoot the yeah. gun. Yeah. Like, when he's at the you've got a problem shooting people open. through glass. Yeah. So like when he's well, at the door, like, just blowing well, I was away. thinking like, is she worried she's going to get glass on the kids? Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. And permanent he- hearing but damage But also, to it's the a really long barrel, so she might have, like, like, to wield that in a bus, it's probably quite difficult. Yeah. And, like, it's a big bus, it's clunky to drive with two hands. The director thought this out, like. Okay, fair enough. Um, but they got two people, like, holding that the door opener to stop it. And then, yeah, they she just, like, beats his hand with a bat. Yeah. Like beats his oh, that was it, because she uses a bat, and I'm like, you have a shotgun! You have a shotgun, why are you using a bat? Because um, I don't care how many guns you give me in Far Cry or Tomb Raider, if you give me a bow, I'm going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's her thought. Uh, okay, so Mad Mama Lee, Mad Mama, oh my god, I can't even say it, Mad Max Fury Road leaves. Thank you. And then in ADR... She's like, I have to go save the others. In in between saying other things. So she says something to the kid and then she's yeah, and then she says, I had to go save others without 
actually move? Does she move her lips then? She's like, well, you don't even see her on the screen. There's yeah, shots yeah, of... Yeah, she's saying two... Th- she's saying, like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. Oh, no, yeah, but before... When she's like, I have to go save the others, she's not on screen. Then it cuts mm. to a shot of her talking to another kid being like, drive to the police station. Yeah, again, good job. Yeah, and then she turns to that little girl and is like, I love you. It's her daughter. Oh, oh what a twist. She... <laughs> Mad Max is the dad. She's like, is Auntie Ellie okay? Well, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> She's hanging around. Wait, she's got a heart of glass. She's, get, she's getting lit. <laughs> uh, so then... Um, she goes to Madman's house. Oh, right, we're wrapping up. She's not ready to shoot that gun. Oh, okay. So at this point, yeah. So she's gone down to the house, which again, takes two minutes while I drive. She got to the house. Now she's walking around with a, with a flashlight in one hand or the lantern or something. In the other hand, she's got the shotgun under her armpit and she's holding the barrel with her hand. Yeah. Both of her hands are full. If she needs to fire this thing, she's going to have to like drop the lantern, throw the shotgun, grab it. Grab, like She's not as trained with weapons as the, as the little boy from Nightmares and a Damaged Brain who had access to guns at all times. Or as Home Alone. Yeah. Who is just ready to create any weapon to kill anyone. <laughs> there was supposed to be an extra scene here, but they cut it out. Where oh, there's she, some really bad lighting in this. Where she passes Ricky, Richie, oh, yeah. who's on the way out, and she tells him to, you know, go, he's go like, oh, Max. there's bodies in the basement, I think, he tells her. But they cut it out for timing because they like, don't really need it in there. And it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, because they, they were like, like, this needs to be shorter. <laughs> They're like, we need more time for the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> I've written a song about a hot tub. <laughs> we can't possibly save any minutes there. <laughs> um, this is our only titty shot. The rest of them have kids in like every scene. Do you know, I will give it props as well, because yes, there is a titty shot, but also it's brief. Yeah. Very brief and from the side. Almost blinking. No, it's it. down, right down the front. It says she's stepping into the uh, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh, they, they you know, the, the it's, it's there. Just pass, they go past the camera. They yeah. linger on his ass a lot longer. Yeah. That's a hairy <laughs> crack. It was the 80s. There's some Mediterranean there. <laughs> he had a fucking permanent, like, uh, five o'clock shadow to the point where his skin looked almost marionette-esque. He looked like a thunderbird. <laughs> Um, look like yeah. what's his name in Team America? Which one? The main Team America. Oh, mate, Captain Team America. He, he looked like him. Yeah. Uh, right. So she goes to the house. Uh, yeah, she goes to the house and she walks around, and that's where you see Eminem walking around behind her, like mm-hmm. creepy. And it's really nice because there's she's. How has it taken room. this long to be call him Eminem? Even well, though it's three, it's three M's. It's M and M and M. I was going to name <laughs> myself M&M. that in this, but I couldn't be asked to spell it. Um, I, I mean, I've written down M M throughout this entire, like my entirety of my notes. Yeah, I could not be asked to write down a six-letter name that whole time. <laughs> so I just wrote Betsy instead. <laughs> You've also written Mad. Your name currently in this is Madman Mars, and his name isn't Mars; it's Marv. No, it's not. It's Marv. It's Mars. And do you know how I know it's definitely Mars? Oh, my God. Because 
the um one of the writers or one of the directors in this doc they're saying yeah they're driving around listening to a, a, a planetary radio show <laughs> and he was like mars yeah that works <laughs> Imagine if it was fucking Jupiter. Madman Jupiter. All right, you win this round, James. Madman Jupiter. Madman Pluto, because it was the <laughs> 80s and Pluto was still a planet. Madman your anus. Oh. Oh, I always go that far. So she is in Madman Uranus's house. Yep. She goes um, into basement. And, and this is really nice. Cause, well, she's in the living room. and um, And he walks behind her in one room. And then he crosses through an arch and walks behind her in another room. And he seemed really stealthy. And that's when I was like, this feels like uh, like sinister, the way they're kind of creeping around silently, but mm-hmm. in plain view for us, but not for them. Also predates Silence of the Lambs, where she's walking around in the dark and uh, uh, Buffalo Bill's following her with night vision goggles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So she's walking around the house. She goes down to the basement. She goes before that. She looks to go upstairs first. Yeah. But she sees uh, she sees a bright light that's casting shadows on her, and it's making her torch kind of useless. So she turns back and, and goes away. <laughs> and I was like, that's like some of the worst lighting they've had in this whole thing. That and the lighting hasn't been great. But yeah. So she then before she goes down to the basement, there's a smash behind her. She turns around with a shotgun and fires it. Oh, okay. I must have missed but that. But it was just a plate. And then she turns around and sees Madman stood there. Yeah. And she stares at him. And almost in the speed it took Richie to realize what's happening in front of him, she prepares herself to reload the gun. <laughs> and then waits until he runs at her until she starts to reload the gun. Uh-huh. And then he does something very strange. He raises the axe up. And with the wooden part of the axe, beats away her gun. Yeah. And then throws the gun on the floor, the the axe on the floor. (laughs) Disarming both of them in a useless move. But then, is this when he fucking slashes at her face with his fucking clap? He slams her into a piano. Which Mm -hmm. is really nice, because they set up the piano a few times. And then you hear that noise of someone's body hitting a piano. Which everyone knows, and it's great. Yeah, and then yeah, and then he like brings down the fist of 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 Ra on her face, <laughs> and takes a fucking chunk out of her face. You see her cheekbone. Yeah, I I can only imagine that she becomes the dude in demons. Yeah, she has to wear a, a metal <laughs> she mask. Metal cat. Yeah, they had to rebuild her face. <laughs> but yeah, such a deep gash, and then she just. She runs away and goes down to the basement, right? Yeah. No. And maybe she no, falls he, down. Does he drag her? Yeah, because then he Texas Chainsaws her. Yeah. But better than that, because Texas Chainsaw cut away. <laughs> this, this film does no, what Texas no, no. Chainsaw is afraid to oh, do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it raises her up, stabs her on, and I thought they were going to cut away. And it you cuts see it come to through her the chest. Front, right? Yeah, yeah, cuts her chest and this hook penetrates right through. Hey, there's a lot of similarities between this and Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> yeah, weird. But yeah. then she, he turns away thinking it's game over. Wait, he, oh no, yeah, he turns away thinking it's game over, and she pulls out her knife and stabs him in the back. And now he's I'll like, give oh, you a shit. continuity error here. I'm pretty sure that knife was on her left side, but. <laughs> 
I mean, I had no idea where the knife She could have pulled it out and put it in the other hand. But yeah, yeah, she like, she stabs him in the neck. And he freaks out and spins around and knocks his candle over onto his exclusively, his, like, his, kin- his... he lives in the kindling. Yeah, he lives in a kindling factory. <laughs> it's a, it... hay, a hay-covered floor. And you see him lighting candles really early on when he kills the first dude. Yes. He lights, a can- like, he lights candles around the skulls. Yeah. And then you see, like, he, you can't see what he's doing, but he's clearly doing something to the bodies. Well, there's some, like, animal skull there. And I was thinking, is there some sort of supernatural element to this? But then I guess he's, I guess he's posing the bodies because, because this bit's awesome. When the house is completely aflame, Batman Marv looks over and was just like, oh, like, he's like, on, should I? And then. Yeah, basically, he like hesitates and then. But when I think she's he leaves. strung up, she's looking around as well, and she sees like all these bodies strung up. No, I don't think he does. But it's leave. such a nice shot because you see, in there. she sees when she goes down to the basement, she sees all of the bodies lined up. So we see the shot that Richie saw. We mm. see what Richie saw, and then he looks over and he's like, "Oh, oh no! Like the bodies, oh, they're going to no. burn." And and you see the bodies on burning, and then you see him, and then it cuts back to the bodies, and the camera pans across, and there is the bodies of his wife, daughter, and son, also there in and just in flames. Bones, yeah, uh, wearing clothes, <laughs> like wearing the bed clothes that they're wearing when he killed them, likely. Yeah, like Bravo. such a again nice attention to detail, but also how did the police not find them? Scene. Yeah, Unless exactly. They're all right they there. Didn't there was a basement. <laughs> because apparently there's not. And then um and then Max finds Richie and Richie's like, he's real, he's real. And then they play really inappropriate music. Oh no, no, no. Then they play the, the country version or rock version ballad of the song they're singing around the campfire. I read that uh the ending was supposed to set up the sequel, and That'd the sequel cool. on paper, the sequel is Richie is accused of the crimes and Madman Marv is still on the loose. <laughs> Which, for a 80s sequel, that is a fucking awesome yeah. sequel. They think he, they have the killer. Drive, he should he should drive back down New York. Madman does New York. Oh, mate. Madman 9, he's in space. <laughs> Madman goes to Mars. <laughs> The guy they got to play Madman. Apparently, they're looking at a few people. They couldn't cast anyone that was that, that was right, mm-hmm. and they ended up casting the dude that was like, and that was designing a poster for them. So he was like, "This is my poster." He's like, "I said oh, I can sketch out someone. I think he should kind of act like this." And they're like, uh-huh. "Wait, do that again." He was like, "And <laughs> act like Scooby Doo Monster." You got and the part. Like, I think you should do it. Because before they were looking at like seven foot tall guys that were like massive, but they had really deep voices and it wasn't working. Yeah. And then yeah, so they gave him the part. They did not. They did not, however, choose his poster design. Brutal. But at least he got some work <laughs> out of it. Did you um, hear that uh, while he was he, filming, his his son, wife was pregnant. His son was born. So his wife was pregnant, and they had they. He was like, look, I'm. Working because they shot they flipped their schedule. Most of the cast and crew were sleeping in the in the bunks that they had there, yeah. in the cabins, and they like doubled up for sets. But they're they're working through the night and sleeping through the day. 
And he was like, at some point, my wife's going to have a kid. This filming has lasted a lot longer than we thought it was because it was supposed to be like a really short film. It took ages. Yeah. And so they gave him a beeper and the, do- the director was like, look, I bought you a beeper. If this goes off, then we act. And it happened right in the middle of a kill scene. <laughs> and he had to go hold his baby for the first time in full Madman Mars regalia. When, yeah, so I think he said, look, get this makeup off of me. But they didn't have time to to get the like the blooded overalls and stuff off. So he just like jumps in the car, bombed it down to hospital, got there. He was like, I need maternity. And they're like, no, you need the emergency room. And he was like, no, maternity. <laughs> They're like, sir, are you okay? And he's like, it's a film, Dem. He's like covered in blood. <laughs> what must his wife have thought? I think this is what I was reading about, that they wanted Vincent Price to play Max, but they couldn't get him because he was a union actor. Yeah, and surprisingly, it was going to cost them a £1,000 to wow. get him for the three days that apparently needed him. Wow. For Vincent Price. Yeah. So um, that, has, that has made me respect... Uh, Edward Scissorhands a little less, knowing how <laughs> cheap he is. <laughs> and um, what's his name? Uh, Duppy. Is it Duppy? Yeah, Duppy. Dippy. So he was there for that one scene, and he was told it's going to take about an hour. So he turned up thinking he'd just need to be there for a day. It took him a week because they had to work around a bunch of other people's shots. Now he was in this documentary I was watching, and everyone was like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really get get to work with him. Uh, no one really saw him, and he was like, "Yeah, I was there for a whole week." There's one person that I was in another scene with. It cut to her. She's like, "Yeah, I don't think I was even in a scene with him." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is harsh, brutal." Uh, I think that was his only foray into acting. And he got imagine if Madman Marv was just like Mars was like, "Oh, I I don't know who that is." You killed him. <laughs> Kill me, man. Um, but yeah, Dave. so it took him a week, and then it like the actual scene took about an hour. I uh, honestly feel like I could watch this film again right now. Like I'm not even joking. I enjoyed it that much. Same. I it, like. I, I've really enjoyed this film. Lee. Like, there was some shitty acting. Yes, that was, is what brought my score down. But these guys came straight out of you, out, straight out of film school, and they were like we need to make a film. Let's do horror. And so they were like, let's make a film based off the Cropsey, Cropsey um, legend. Mm-hmm. They found out partway through that someone else on another production down the road was five weeks ahead of schedule yeah. doing the Cropsey, like doing another Cropsey film. And they're like, fuck. Do you know um, what that so- film was? The Burning. A film oh, we've already done, James. No. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so they were like, so this is happening. They went and told their investor, they were like, because they managed to get one dude to invest for like the whole film. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, look, this is happening, but we're going to tweak our story. So this is why everything gets a little bit mixed up, I think, at times, because they said they basically went to this, this restaurant and they started writing on the tablecloth, like how they're going to change the plot. Like halfway through production, they shut production down where they did it. Yeah. And then they said they had to buy the tablecloth from the restaurant because they had all their notes on it. And they were like, just to let you know, across the road is a fucking stationery shop that sells paper <laughs> and pens. They're like, what? how do you think I've been writing your order? You could have asked. 
<laughs> You're jerks. You're just jerks. That's what you are. Don't come back. <laughs> and then um, they made the film because they kept the paper. <laughs> what a twist. Uh, but, yeah, but the production took ages and they, they were shooting in like autumn. And apparently um, all the trees, like, at the beginning it started off lush green. And at the end, it was just like a bear forest. Yeah. It was filled with bears everywhere you went. Yeah. And bear um, feet madmen. Yeah. And then, so they said that they constantly had like art department, um, like painting things green, putting leaves into shot and like stapling leaves onto branches. I think they did a better job than Halloween. Because Halloween, well. Halloween was filmed in the summer and they just threw, they had a bag of dead leaves that they would throw over every shot and like everything's so lush and green and then there's some dead leaves on the floor. I've never noticed that. Yeah, next time you watch it, you'll notice that all the trees are green and there's a few leaves scattered about on the floor that they would have gone in to clear up after every shot. God damn. So we've both said we enjoyed it. I I kind of want to stick to my guns on the score I gave it because I've had to mark it down based on the acting and its niche appeal. But I think it's a fair enough score. I did not. I was like... Look, I either go in with my true feelings about this film or I consider previous ratings. And I was like, I love this film. <laughs> Ten. No, I, I gave I gave it four. Okay. I gave, I gave it four out of five. I teetered on four and then marked it down half a point because the acting was terrible and gave it 3.5. I feel like... The gusto and vigor that they brought to making this film really, really made up for the mostly made up for the shitty acting. It is legit good and made and like made well, but then then there's the bit with the fridge, and you're like, I can't honestly no, explain that's that. Great, unless someone opens it, that <laughs> may that will protect you from an axe. Likely, it's it's metal and a nuclear bomb. Yeah, anything. Protect you from the undead. The only thing it won't hide. protect you from is suffocation. <laughs> <laughs> Which, my God, I was hoping for. Yeah. That would have been great. Like, see her panic, see her have fingernails like claw against the fridge and peel back. They missed a, they missed a trick here. They could have drawn her death out. I mean, they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, her death was pretty fucking good. <laughs> After the gunshot, she crawls back to the fridge for safekeeping and <laughs> Just like, fuck this, I'm going back to the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Brutal. So that makes it 7.5, right? Yeah. Not a bad film. I honestly would recommend, and I think I may watch this again uh, soon, because I I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah. So, James, what? Have you even decided what you're going to pick for the next? I have. I have. I decided. I remembered that I had to pick a film. Okay. Um, it only took me two years to remember that I had to pick a film. And I found this five minutes before we started this call. Classic. Is that why you, you were running late? Uh, no, that was because I had to uh, feed my Tamagotchi. The whole way through this record, James has been every 30 minutes molesting a sourdough bread that he has... I'm making bread, guys. <laughs> that he has souring 
souring is uh, to the side of it. It's rotting. I've got a bloated sourdough corpse (laughs) to the left of me. Um, So, by sword, by pick, by axe, by by is the tagline. By by. By spelled B U Y. No, B Y E. So, by sword, by pick, by axe. Bye bye, the mutilator. I mean, it sounds good. It sounds good. The um, picture looks great. I believe the mutilator came up uh, as a suggestion on IMDb for people that have also seen Madman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, if I, I'm going to share my screen for a sec, and you can see this beautiful artwork. Oh. That is right. be- that. There's an arrow release. They are all hung up like they're clothes. What? Okay, question already. Here's the first question I'm going to get from this arrow release, the arrow cover, Blu-ray. Four people hung up. Uh, oh, yeah. A woman by her shirt, a man by his jacket, another man by his jacket, the woman in the bikini. What is she hanging up by? <laughs> oh, she's got a rope under her arms. That's actually very clever. Oh, oh, wow. Yes, she is. Okay. All right. I, I take it back. This guy's throat looks kind of ripped out a little bit. Buddy Cooper is the uh, is the name on the. That is a oh mate, that is a high quality picture you just pulled up. That is beautiful. Yes, it is. Um, that is not wow. Look that at that one. That one looks like was... the, the one that you've just pulled up there. The the one where she's like that looks like the Sega Genesis cover, and that one looks like the Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, Super Nintendo cover where they're slightly different and had to have edited it. Yeah. But that one looks like the actual actors, whereas the previous one looked like artist interpretations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a courtroom painting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, this is, was it 1984, I want to say? Okay. Um, I'm hoping by Buddy Cooper. Um, We'll see how it is. On the next. So it is filth. We got that one. Madman. There is no escape. 